Welcome to This Girl Puts Out, where we talk to real people with real stories about real life stuff. I'm your host, Carmen Caretta. This particular episode is one in a series about achieving health through weight reduction and management. I talk to individuals sharing their personal stories, as well as experts who shed light on the good, the bad, and the ugly of losing weight. So many of us struggle with weight, body image, and confidence. Why not put it all out there so we can support each other and learn? If you've got a story to share, please visit me at thisgirlputsout.com. Welcome everyone to This Girl Puts Out podcast. We are continuing with our discussion on your body and your weight. And today I'm going to be talking to someone who has a very personal story regarding weight and body image, which has led her into her new career, which she is loving today after struggling for years with negative body image and destructive diet mentality. Um, I guess realized her unhealthy habits were one day going to catch up with her. And I think a lot of us are probably realizing the same thing through years of trial and error, often tilting the balance of exercise and nutrition to the extreme. She finally created a lifestyle that supports a healthy and positive relationship with her body and food. Um, So she now works to expose the toxicity of the diet culture industry and help women heal from oftentimes lifelong struggles with body image and food. And I know uh, people listening can relate to that that. Um, so my guest founded Unstoppable Moms Fitness, and she coaches moms on healthy weight loss through positive relationships with food and their body while creating a personal version of a healthy lifestyle. Caroline, welcome. I'm so glad Thank you're here you. today. Thank you so much, Karma. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So Caroline Breen has agreed to talk to us today. And I love that you found a special place to talk to moms because we are a unique group, especially during pregnancy and, and immediately postpartum. There is just so much pressure uh, to uh, worry about our weight. This is just, it's, it's wonderful. I'm so happy to have met you and have you on the show. Yes. No, I I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Like I, uh, obviously this topic just means a lot to me, you know, given my, my personal experience and history with it. And then just seeing other moms out, out in the world and how they're dealing with it as well. Yeah. Sometimes I think seeing somebody else in pain is what it takes, right? So before we jump into diet culture, tell us just a little bit about, about yourself. Uh, Well, I grew up uh, very active, actually. Um, and I was always into, I danced my entire life. And that led me to being a dance major in college. And there's, even though I was dancing sometimes up to six hours a day, I didn't have the healthiest habits. Uh, in high school, I mean, even starting as young as 10 years old, I had body image issues. And in high school, I struggled with it. And then in college, it really just got to a point where I realized, like you said, like my healthy habits were going to catch or my unhealthy habits, my unhealthy habits were going to catch up to me. Um, And so I really started to look at making changes in my life. And honestly, that has shaped 
so much of my post-college life and who I am and even who I am as a mother and as a parent and how I parent my child, just getting rid of all of the toxic negativity of diet culture and has led me to this career. Um, But in addition to that, I'm also a wife. I'm, I'm married to a wonderful husband. His name is Craig. And um, I do have one child and her name is August. And she is about, <laughs> I stopped counting after 18 months. I think she's about 21 months mm-hmm. now. Um, and she is just, I call her my sunshine baby. She's just the most wonderful thing in the world. Um, but yeah, I just truly love my family and food. Honestly, <laughs> I know everyone is like, oh, she's a fitness and health person. Like she doesn't understand the love for food. I'm like, no girl, like <laughs> I love food. We love to travel and just helping women, like just being there and supporting women and especially moms. Like as soon as I became a mother, it's just, it's this whole other feeling and world that you step in into and you just want to like give everyone a hug because you know that there are some really hard days they're going through. Yeah. You know that your fellow woman is suffering. Get to a point where you just can't sit there and say nothing. You want to help because I think too, we realize that people just haven't talked about this stuff in a real honest way. But back to, you know, when you started your journey towards health, you were in the dance world, right? So physical fitness and your figure and how you looked physically was, I mean, you were in that world of having to be thin, you know, keep yourself trim. So I was just thinking to myself, you were really young to have had that aha moment where you needed to change something, but I think maybe it was all your years spent in the, you know, in the dance world. So maybe you were a little further along with being sick of diet culture and, and those beauty standards. Maybe you were a little bit advanced because of the world you had lived in. What do you think that's accurate? I do, but I also don't at the same time. I mean, yes, there is, you know, (laughs) nothing like standing in front of a mirror for six Mm -hmm. hours a day um, and watching yourself in the mirror as you dance and just trying to perfect something that that is your body. Um, But also, I just feel like even if I hadn't been involved in the dance world, and, and a lot of women can relate to this who have never danced in their life, that we still feel those negative impacts of diet culture. Um, I think it's it's everywhere. And honestly, with the growing social media, it's it's only increased. Um, I know there's a lot of positive things on social media, but there are also a lot of influences out there of diet culture and the negativity of it and feeling like we're not good enough if we don't look a certain way. So I think, you know, every woman or, you know, men too, obviously, um, everyone is susceptible to, to the impacts of, of that negativity, um, and feeling, feeling undervalued just based on their body size, nothing else except their body size. And even if it's their quote unquote thin or skinny, they still feel not, not good enough. Like they don't have the ideal body. They don't have the Instagram perfect body, or they don't look like this person, you know? So I I do think it, it affects all of us. Um, but yeah, being in the dance world, it, it, it certainly 
brought on those feelings strongly mm-hmm. um, and, and more apparently than it may have. But it also, you know, it, it also helped me because I was very in tune with my body. Like I, I knew how to understand my body and read my body, um, I think, faster than a lot of other people can learn. So I think that to say we're born into that that negativity and feeling bad about our bodies. And I, I kind of do think we're sort of born into it. If you're born here in America, um, you are, you know, probably the hundredth person I've talked to that it seems to be the age of 10 for young girls to start worrying about their body. So tell us about diet culture and how it influences um, pregnant women and postpartum women. Oh man, (laughs) it's, you know, it's really unfortunate the way that we can feel about pregnancy and especially our postpartum bodies. We start to get stressed out before we're even pregnant about the weight that you are going to gain during pregnancy. You know, we wonder, will we be able to lose it? Will we have abs again? Will we ever wear a bikini again? Which obviously you can wear a bikini at any size, but you know, we, we want, we want the size that we want to be. And those thoughts are, are because of diet culture, um, because of the way society praises women celebrities and or whatever the like for looking a certain way while while they're pregnant and their body shape after pregnancy. I mean, how many headlines have we seen of like so and so bounces back in 6 weeks and oh, you know, or so and so rocking a bikini 3 months after giving birth and whatnot. And for postpartum stressing about your body to the extreme, it can really rob you of that time in your life of those, those moments in your life that are, it's so fleeting. I mean, and you don't remember it as much as you want to anyways, because of the severe lack of sleep with your <laughs> newborn infant. But when you put a lot of stress on yourself to get back to your pre-pregnancy weight and everything, it just, it takes away from that moment and that time in your life. And when you're pregnant and you're breastfeeding, your body has such different needs. And it changes, as you know, like as you go through pregnancy and as you continue to grow this baby and get, you know, from one month pregnant to nine months pregnant. And then as you breastfeed, or if you choose to breastfeed or or able to breastfeed and all of that, your calorie needs and the needs of your body change again. Um, So it's really about listening to your body and understanding those hunger cues. And a lot of times we'll try and block those out. And instead we think, oh my God, like this is my third snack of the day or this morning and I can't stop eating or I'm getting so fat. And like, you're not getting fat, like you're growing a human, but we just let these thoughts kind of weigh on our shoulders as we go through this journey of pregnancy and postpartum. And those feelings can swing between, I feel guilty for eating this and screw it, I'm pregnant, you know? So it's like, we have like the, this like kind of pendulum back and forth of how we're feeling with, with our eating and with our bodies and with the weight that we are putting on. And, and that is diet culture right there. Cause diet culture is feeling guilty for eating certain foods or eating and feeling worried about what you ate. Um, feeling like you need to go exercise after you ate a certain food. Um, and it's feeling increasingly bad about yourself as you grow instead of celebrating, you know, (laughs) what your body is doing. 
And, and then of course it's that pressure to lose weight and be perfect five seconds after you pop out a baby. It's unfortunate. I know I experienced that myself when I was pregnant and postpartum, but the consequences, as you said, of worrying about your weight range from just stealing the joy of pregnancy in the marvelous machine that your body is, you know, not being able to appreciate that to poor health outcomes. I mean, if you are not supporting your body with the correct nutrients and calories, your baby's going to suffer, whether you're growing the baby or, you know, you're trying to breastfeed. So the consequences are real. They're real. It's not, it's beyond the aesthetic. So what was, so what did you experience when you were, when you were pregnant? How did you feel? I did feel stressed before pregnancy um, with the potential weight that I was going to gain. And I think that was left over from my time. You know, when I was, when I was in college, before I started making changes, that was probably when it was most severe for me. Um, or even after, like I kind of did like an extreme, um, I was un, I had a lot of unhealthy habits and then I changed all of them. And went too far to the other side and I was eating, you know, extremely like no, uh, not a lot of sugar, not a lot of unhealthy fats. I, I would eat very quote unquote healthy and I would work out quite frequently. And I feel like a lot of those leftover thoughts were still a little bit in the back of my mind, even though I had worked to heal them a lot and I had found that balance. I found them coming back when I realized that pregnancy was probably pretty soon in my future. That feeling of maybe I should lose a little bit of weight before I get pregnant so mm-hmm. that I can, I'll, I'll be okay gaining weight. Maybe I should uh, work out a little bit harder now because I know I won't be able to do as intense workouts. Mm-hmm. But I was lucky because I knew what those thoughts look like. And as soon as they arrived, I was able to kind of recognize them and, and, and deter them and be like, you know what, it's going to be okay. Like I know how to take care of my body. I know how to be healthy. Um, you know, obviously I'd never been pregnant before, but like how to, you know, navigate through pregnancy and how to take care of my body postpartum again and get back into fitness and feeling strong again, which was important for me. But it, it still is, I didn't feel stressed as I started to gain the weight once mm-hmm. I did become pregnant. It was more so I was stressed before I became pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I was pregnant with my daughter, you know, it, she was just, she was the only thing that mattered. Like being healthy for her was the only thing that mattered. Like I didn't care if I gained a hundred pounds, like mm-hmm. whatever she needed. Um, and you know, you have a million doctor's appointments. It feels like when you're going through pregnancy and my doctor just kept telling me, um, I checked in with her very frequently about my, ac- uh, my activity level, because I did have a very physically active job at the time. And in addition to that, I, I was still working out just because I enjoy it. Um, so I was checking in with her with that. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of strong cravings, but if I wanted something like I allowed myself to have it, like mm-hmm. me and Dairy Queen 
blizzards became very good friends while I was <laughs> pregnant. And it's okay that, you know, I wanted those and I allowed myself to have those. And I didn't feel, you know, super guilty every time I, I was like, oh, it's a hello. Yes, me back in the drive-thru again for Dairy Queen. But I also had someone, this, this has always kind of bothered me just to share like a personal story here. After I had my daughter, like I, I feel like I kind of just like lost weight very quickly. Um, the weight that I had gained while I was pregnant, just because I think I was so tired, like I wasn't eating like full meals, I was just kind of snacking and I was breastfeeding. So Mm -hmm. um, I was like burning loads of calories. Um, And a few weeks after I had my child, somebody asked me, they were like, oh, are you back to your pre-pregnancy weight? And I was like, yes, because it was, it's someone that I like know personally, it wasn't Mm -hmm. like a stranger or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like, yes. And then they said to me, they said, good girl. And I was just like, um, okay. I didn't say anything in that moment because it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I couldn't think of something fast enough. But later, like even years later, I'm just like, I can't believe like, I'm not a good girl for getting back to my pre-pregnancy weight. Like it was not the same body. That's for sure. That's the bar though. Yeah, that is the bar. Like, and it was just kind of like, and the fact that they said, good girl, I was just like, that's not, that is, that's the issue right there is that if you lose the weight, you're a good girl. And if you don't, then clearly you're doing something wrong. There it is. That's the message to the 10 year old right there. Mm -hmm. It's just automatic. So you you got back to your your weight pretty quickly where you managed to put, you know, you've got a, a little one now and you're nursing. Were you able to, you know, exercise again or where did your physical fitness fall in postpartum? Um, it was a struggle for me. It really was like, and I felt like I had all the tools in my toolbox of, you know, I knew how to um, work out. I, you know, I did try and start a little bit faster than I should have. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to backtrack there, but I felt like I knew enough about fitness to like mm-hmm. handle this on my own and it mm-hmm. wouldn't be a problem. But honestly, it was the scheduling that was a real struggle for me. Um, you know, I used to love like my preferred workout is to go to the gym and, and lift weights. That's what I really enjoy doing. It's fun for me. But suddenly I did not have time to go to the gym and it just it, it, it just wasn't happening for me. I felt like if I couldn't go to the gym for an hour, then what was even the point of going? And so I struggled with finding fitness that fit into my new lifestyle. But once I learned new ways to incorporate it and um, to be okay with shorter workouts, to be okay with at-home workouts, to get creative, to find new workouts that I could do either from home or with baby, you know, maybe at the park Mm -hmm. or something like that. And just to be innovative and curious and explore new things, that's when it really started to fall into place for me. And when I gave myself the grace to take a break, to realize it's been, you know, eight weeks since you popped a human out, like you don't need to go do squats right now. You need to chill out. <laughs> you'll, heck down. Yeah, <laughs> girl, you'll get back there eventually. But right now, like, yeah, chill. <laughs> You seem to have, you know, because of the the work that you had done prior on yourself regarding your body image, you seem to have an awareness that kind of stopped you from dangerous thinking. You recognized it, I guess. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you had some fleeting dangerous thoughts 
you know, but you recognize them right away and we're able to stop them. How do we do that? How, you know, I mean, how does the average person do that? How do we think differently when the external influences are just being hurled at us? Yeah, it's tough. It is tough. Um, and I think the very first thing to do is is to recognize your thoughts, to honestly stop for a second and mm realize that you have them because we go so on autopilot with it. Like we may have been saying, you know, say you like hate a certain feature about your body. You may have been saying that to yourself every time you look in the mirror or every morning as you're getting ready so often that now it's just in your brain and you don't even realize that you're saying it to yourself or you're saying it out loud in front of your kids or something like that. So I think the first thing to do is to recognize and realize your thoughts and where those negative thoughts are to know the information and to know where you may be misguiding yourself. Um, and honestly, one of the best things that you can do is to purge your social media. If there are negative influences on your social media or people who make you feel like you're not good enough, or if you are, if you feel feelings of jealousy towards other people, especially the way that they look, that might be a sign that maybe you need to get rid of that person on your social media. I mean, because remember, everyone is posting their highlights on social media. They're not posting the real stuff. And so purge your social media of people that make you feel those negative thoughts or those negative influences or those very strong feelings of jealousy. And, you know, when you feel those feelings of jealousy, why? Like, what is it about it? And that goes back into recognizing and realizing your thoughts. Surround yourself with support, your friendship circle, your uh, family, your spouse, those closest to you, your inner circle should be supportive. You know, they should use language that is not, it doesn't put you down, even if they don't mean to. And when, when sometimes we can use language, like using an example of food, um, like if we have a brownie and we're like, oh, that's so bad, you know, like language like that. Um, mm -hmm. So we want to kind of change that. And um, <laughs> don't be afraid to speak up when someone says something that is a little negative. Like when someone said good girl to me, I should have said something and I didn't. And I still, I regret that I didn't speak up. You know, I didn't speak up for myself. So don't be afraid to speak up. And I think reconnect with yourself and, and remember to care for yourself. A lot of times we just get so disconnected, like our body and our mind and our soul are three different things and they're not functioning together. So I think bringing all of those things back together and realizing that they're one is, is, is really one of the major things that helps out and, and just appreciate everything that you are and that you have done. You know, if you've gone through pregnancy and you've, you've given birth to your children, like that is an incredible thing. That is an incredible thing. So I think you need to, if you are feeling down about your body postpartum, realize what you've done and appreciate it and just love your body so much for giving you, you know, the gift of, of kids. Absolutely. That's huge. We just skip right over that though. You know, I think we let life take over, you know, for me, that's my default. 
oh, I'm so busy. I don't have time to be self-aware. <laughs> There's too much yeah. to do. I can't possibly sit there and really think about this, you know, and yeah, we do that. So there's a moment I think where we have to tell ourselves, um, I want to be healthy and I want to feel good. I don't want to feel bad about my body, especially during this precious gift of time of pregnancy and, and being a new mom, you have to be willing to put a little effort in. And, and I know there's all kinds of things you can do to promote self-awareness too. You know, whether you're putting a sticky note up on your mirror, something to make you stop because life will take you over. And mm -hmm. it's really easy to, to say, well, I can't, I can't do that. But what comes out of that self-awareness, just the, the gifts are immeasurable innumerable, you know, yes. um, mm -hmm. in every aspect of your life. Right. So what are some healthy, you know, we talked about some healthy mindset things that, that moms can do. Um, how about nutritional and fitness things, um, for moms to keep our minds and our weight in a, in our body image in a healthy place? I mean, you don't need to overhaul your life. Uh, first of all, a lot of women, um, we, we have this all or nothing mentality. It's 100% or it's just not worth our time. And that's totally not true. It is, you don't have to overhaul your life. You can totally create a lifestyle of health that works for you in whatever stage you're in, you know, like newly postpartum or your kids are, you know, in high school or packing their bags for college, whatever. I think there are four pillars to a healthy lifestyle, which is generally kind of what I um, go over. So finding how these fit into your life is going to be really the key. So the first one is balanced nutrition. The second is movement that serves your body well. So that doesn't mean you have to go run 100 miles on the treadmill, just some sort of movement that serves your body well. Quality sleep slash stress management. I kind of group those two together mm -hmm. um, because, you know, if you have terrible sleep, your, st your stress is going to get worse. And if you have terrible stress, you're not going to sleep. Absolutely. Yeah. And those, those really do impact your weight. People don't think that sleep and stress impact your weight and, and how you feel, but oh my goodness, they totally do. And then the last one is time because who has time? Nobody has enough time. We're always looking for more time or saying, I just don't have the time for blank. Um, but the truth is we all get 24 hours in the day and you're never going to have more time. So you have to make it work for your life now with the time that you can find. Um, so you have to find it. You might have to search extra hard for that time, but just finding the time to fit it all in and realizing that it doesn't take 10 hours a week of planning and prepping and making these super healthy meals and like growing your own kale and tomatoes or yeah. whatever, like, uh, -uh. <laughs> I'm not about that. Um, but you do have to learn where these balances are for you. Um, but once you do, and you know how to adjust them mm. and as you, you know, keep learning and those adjustments become more effortless, it's smooth sailing. Like it really is smooth sailing from there. It's the learning curve of learning these four aspects and how they can work in our life. That is, it's, that's where people like, they're like, yeah, I'm going to learn it. And then there's like an ad for a diet and they're like, well, this seems easier. So they like get sidetracked and then they, yeah. they end up on that yo-yo diet cycle. So I really just think like, get curious about yourself, explore outside the box of what is generally known. And, you know, we, we, we always think like, oh, if I'm going to be healthy, I have to eat salads and run. Like you 
do not have to eat salads and you do not have to run in order to be healthy. There's so many different versions of it. So finding what that means for you. And I know that's like, not women are like, yeah, but what is the most, what is it for me? And I'm like, well, I can either like work with you one-on-one or you can figure that out for yourself. But it's, it's very difficult for me to just tell you what it is like to the masses, you know, like you got to narrow it down for, to what works for you. Yeah. So any program I think that's going to be meaningful has to be individualized and that's the benefit of working one-on-one with a coach, I think is really getting down to the nitty gritty of how you're going to make it work for you. Because in general, getting healthy is just, as you said, you know, growing your own cow, eating salads and starting to, you know, do an exercise program that is out of your reach. So of course we're turned off. I don't want to do that, but I can do something Right. And so we all have different education and knowledge levels when it comes to health and fitness. So I feel like, you know, I could probably sit down and write out a meaningful program for myself, but a lot of people can't. Um, So this is what you do at Unstoppable Moms, right? This is, yes, that is what I do at Unstoppable Moms. Um, help moms basically find lasting weight loss by creating their own versions of a healthy lifestyle. And, uh, you know, one that fits into their life and life with a family, you know, um, for, you know, we're not in that single lady stage anymore, where it was just all about us. Now we got to think about everybody else in our life. Um, And I don't just give them a meal plan or a, a fitness routine to follow and say, well, this is what worked for me. So here you go. Like, good luck. Goodbye. Um, I actually, I don't make meal plans or fitness routines for people. Um, I work one-on-one with them to dig really deep and find what will work for them in the long run. I love my clients, but there is a point where I want them to be able to, to go off on their own, like right off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. You're good. Like you have the knowledge and I don't want you to come back. Um, <laughs> I, I want to hear from you again, but don't come back because I want them to know that they have the knowledge, the tools, the skills, the insight to keep the healthy habits that they've learned and incorporated as part of their life and, and they're set. So in a nutshell, like I help moms lose weight in a healthy way and they'll never gain it back. So refreshing. I like, I want to hear the music with the angels in the background <laughs> right now. I just, you're, I don't know. I mean, women in general, we're just so used to beating ourselves up, but a pregnant woman and a woman with a new baby, I don't want her to feel bad, you know? No, no, not at all. Like so, you, you're being a rock star right now. You should be yeah. like, be like, I am just awesome. Like your hair is just constantly in a Beyonce music video. Fantastic. You know? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's the bar we need to set that image Uh right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate everything that you're doing to try and make that our new norm. Um, Thank you. And to help our, our moms that need loving so much. I just love what you're doing. And I'm so happy that you found that your path to health led you here because you're helping, you're helping people who need it. So um, how can listeners get in touch with you if they are interested? 
Um, so I, my website is unstoppablemomsfitness.com. So you can find me on there. I am on Instagram at unstoppable moms fitness. Uh, send me an email. Hello at unstoppable moms fitness. I'm unstoppable moms fitness, everything. So you can just find me on there. Um, and, and I would love to connect with anybody who has any questions. So please like totally reach out, email me, DM me, pop into my inbox, all of that stuff super generous of you. Um, you are like a ray of sunshine. I am so grateful to have met you and uh, I can't wait to show your beautiful face on my website. So thank you for being here today, Caroline Breen. Thank you to our listeners. And this girl puts out is officially signing off. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And for more stories about real life women, visit thisgirlputsout.com. Mm-hmm.